Welcome to the Nerd Gospel Podcast, where being hot or cold is better than being Han Solo frozen in carbonite. There's a joke there about being lukewarm, but we I, I couldn't find it. Tauntaun guts. Tauntaun guts. Because Luke was warm with the Tauntaun guts, yeah. and then the Lord, the, Lord would have spit him spit out, because that's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, that's it. There you go. I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. Let's get right to the news. Here we go. Uh, in the news this week, new DC comic series called Doomsday Clock. Tell me. Doomsday Clock. It, so they did this new reboot. Every few years, Marvel and DC, they do a reboot of all their stuff because they're either sales are down or they need new stories or something like that. Mm-hmm. So DC, back in the day, or not back in the day, a couple of years ago, they did this thing called New 52. They reset a bunch of storylines, started stuff. Everybody hated it. So they did this new thing called Convergence, and they did like all the all the uh, all the universes came together and converged. Oh, okay. And now they have a thing called Rebirth. That's their mm-hmm. new series. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so nobody knew who started the Convergence or started the Rebirth, but it's been rumored that it was Doctor Manhattan. Well, guess what? Doomsday Clock. It is Doctor Manhattan. So it's not the, Doomsday. No. Oh, I know you would think. <laughs> but for the first time, the cool thing about this is now the Watchmen universe was always like its own universe. Yeah. Now they're all connected. So Dr. Manhattan like took all the universes, all the DC universes, converged them together. I don't know. It's all over the place. Wow. Like yeah. At one point there was three jokers because they were <laughs> because they yeah. tripping over each other. Anyways, uh so that's pretty cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up a few copies. I'll try to I'll try to keep us in the know about it. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, coming to Netflix in December, if you're a Netflix user, as most people are, yep. I would assume, nowadays. Yep. Uh, both Ace Venturas. Do you like hey. the Ace Ventura? What? No. What? No. Oh, right. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> if I had been drinking from the toilet, I might have been killed. That that gets me still That's every no single good. time. Guardians uh, of the Galaxy Volume 2. This is just six months. Yeah. It's coming. Good job, Netflix. That's Disney. But, but I thought there was this rumor going on where Disney was starting their own thing and they're pulling everything. I don't know. Maybe they still are. Maybe. Maybe they'll just buy Netflix. They're buying everything. Uh, Nacho Libre is coming. I know that's a huge cult following. I like it okay. I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I like it. V for Vendetta. I uh, have all, all three Santa Claus movies. Uh, Tim uh, Allen. Tim Allen. About time. Those are pretty good. Yeah, those are pretty good. Troll Hunter Season 2, which is kind of cool. Uh, it has the guy, I think his name is Boris Yelchin or Anton, Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. Uh-huh. Boris Yelchin. <laughs> Anton Yelchin. He's the guy from Star Trek that passed away. He played Chekhov and he, he was huh. killed. Uh, his car like ran him over or something. Anyways, Whoa. he did the voice for in the first season, and so I'm interested. I don't know if they if he did both seasons, but it's yeah. his last work. It's like his last gig. Oh wow! So, anyways, Trollhunter season one is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Fraser Crane's in it. What's I, his real name in real life? Fraser Crane. Fraser Crane. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. Grammer. <laughs> <laughs> Kelsey English. Um, mm-hmm. in Full House season three, The Fuller House. Have you watched any of this? The Fuller House? Yeah. No. It's okay. I watched the... Uh, My wife likes it a lot. W- w- this well, premiere, both, I watched it. It's a like, guilty pleasure. I like, will never watch this again. I'll put it on in the background. And I'll have a few laughs here and there. You know, I'll yeah. give it a chuckle. Sure. Anyways, there's more stuff coming to Netflix. That's pretty cool. Check it out. Thinkgeek.com. Mm-hmm. Thinkgeek.com. It's like a site where they sell geeky, nerdy, all sorts of cool stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They have a holiday nerd buying guide. And here's some of the stuff I found. Okay. They have a sweater with Darth Vader on it wearing a Santa hat. Okay. I'm already going to buy it. Of like, course. Like I'm sold. Yeah. But he says this. It says, I find your lack of cheer 
disturbing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's a great gift. There's Pokemon ornament or Pokemon ornaments. Pokemon ornaments. There's a Hallmark light up Death Star tree topper for a hundred dollars. Okay, this thing is legit. Like yeah. it's straight up Death Star. Put it on top of your tree. It's awesome. My wife and I, we have an angel. We have a little mm-hmm. angel in thing. Mm-hmm. And my son Thad was like, star. Like he wanted a star. He was very upset. And I was like, we don't want a star. We got an angel. <laughs> Get out of here, little brat. All right. No, I'm kidding. I love my son. <laughs> musky, mus- musky news. So musky. That's it. That's what you want. Uh, Elon Musk, did he create <laughs> Bitcoin? <laughs> did Elon Musk create Bitcoin, do you think? What do you think? Yes or no? I don't know. Where's this question coming from? Uh, a former SpaceX engineer employee, he oh, thinks so. A former? So he's yeah. disgruntled? Well, you know, it's always shady. Like, uh, some guy, you know, he could be like a janitor. Okay. Nobody <laughs> knows who this guy is. Uh, so a former, spa- this is an article I'm reading. Some guy named Satoshi, uh-huh. Satoshi invented Bitcoin. Nobody, here's the interesting thing. Nobody knows who Satoshi is. Oh. And he has like, uh, back in like 2016, he had $700 million worth of Bitcoins. It's now worth seven point something billion uh-huh. dollars of Bitcoins. Yeah. So people have suggested, and some people have put it out there that Elon Musk is actually Satoshi Nakamoto. That's the guy's name. Whoa. If he is Satoshi Nakamoto, then he's seven point billion dollars richer. But the interesting thing is, Elon Musk is like fourteen point six. He's that's how much billion dollars. That's how much he he's rich. They, they do. He's like fourteen point six billion dollars rich. rich. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know Satoshi. It's a, so if yeah. Satoshi, like wouldn't we? If it's Musk, wouldn't yeah. we just know that from tax records? Like some accountant, I don't know. Be like. Yeah, well, Bitcoin, yeah, but a, Bitcoin is very, it's very secretive. I, guess you know, I bet the, you could the keep point it. Of yeah, the whole point is it's non... For drugs. Yeah, yeah, for dr- <laughs> for dark dark stuff. Uh, anyways, maybe he is. Who knows? Somebody tweeted at him. I saw this tweet where he's like, now we know who Satoshi is. Uh-huh. So, you know, uh, uh-huh. classic Elon. And Musk just coy. didn't say anything, which is what a guilty person does. Well, he has kept it quiet, which is <laughs> interesting. So uh, the other thing, too, is I didn't know this. Jeremy knew this. I did. Elon Musk basically founded paypal and he sold it to ebay in 2002 yeah he's he's got his fingers in every little thing that's yeah. why i'm nervous about him we should have been watching him back in 2002 and it's ju- we're just now getting on him yeah when if you think about like historic inventors they always had their fingers in everything i know so you look at what uh gravity guy uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> gravity guy names. newton thank you john newton like the stuff that newton was doing <laughs> or the stuff that uh uh what's the uh, test yeah, with the apple what <laughs> Yeah, a lot, a lot of hard work there, Isaac, <laughs> sitting underneath the apple tree. Thunk. Oh, that's the cartoon. Gravity. Yeah, it's probably not like they that. They did a lot of cool stuff. Lots of inventions. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the news. We um, There's probably more stuff out there in the world that we could talk about. It doesn't matter. None of it's important. We, we brought the things. That <laughs> we matter. brought that. We always bring the best food to the table. Speaking of food at the table, Thanksgiving. Yep. How was that? I hope it was good. It was Mine terrible. was great. No, oh, it was great. Yours was awful. Okay. It was really good. Yeah, mine was really awful. Great. Mine was great. I'm okay. Uh, I hope everybody else was great. If you're listening to this, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah. And Ate if you're listening to us from some other country, Thanksgiving is a, an American it's this holiday. It's thing with food where we feed ourselves. Yeah. It's like every day. And we give thanks. Talk. Uh, oh, I have here on the note says talk Justice League. Let's talk Justice League. We actually okay. haven't done this. I know. It feels like we have because we have talked about it a lot. We, yeah. You and I <laughs> personally have had conversations. But not with microphones. Jeremy wrote a article a blog post a blog post right with just some not it's spoilerish right there's some mo- there's yeah. moments of spoiler yeah. uh but he just goes through each character so let's do that really quick like what did you what are your overall impressions we're going to try to keep it spoiler free spoiler free okay okay so my overall imp- like i i liked the movie yeah um it does not even kind of compare it to marvel movies to me yes and the reason is because they tried to jam too much into this movie yeah it's a lot which 
I think it's weird because I was thinking about like other movies that I've seen. I talk about this in the uh, blog. Yeah. But like when you watch the first Matrix trilogy, like you don't know who anybody is. Everything's brand new, but you're connected to the characters. And but the, and they don't feel uh, yeah, thin. Yeah, like when Trinity shows up, you're just like, oh, who is this? This is cool. Yeah. Morpheus, and yeah. and even when it gets to the part where people die, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, like the all these uh, people that are on the Prometheus. Prometheus? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Hey, good job. It's been a while. That's like, you pulled that out of thin air. Even when they're all on the on the ship, like you don't really know these people, but you actually care when they die. But then, yeah, for some true. reason, in the movie like Justice League, I want to know the heroes better than I'm able to. Yeah. And it must be a weakness in writing. Like they must be losing the ability to tell stories through archetypes or something. Yeah. Where now we need six movies before this movie to really care about the characters. Or maybe that's just the darkness of our hearts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, wow. <laughs> where I just... You went there. I need to know a whole movie's worth about Aquaman to like Aquaman. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it helps. Like, so there's this moment where I... Jeremy and I came away from it and I actually liked Aquaman and Jeremy was like, who, the, who on earth is Aquaman? Like who's Arthur Curry and stuff? And I go, Oh, well yeah. Okay. I already knew all that. Right. So I knew all this backstory about Aquaman, Arthur Curry and his family and how his mom was, you know, I just knew all this stuff about Atlantis right. and Jeremy had no clue. So I get that. Like I totally now understand that. Like, I was like, yeah, Aquaman actually that stinks in the movie. Cause you, he just, he's just a jerk. You right. know, he just like yeah. shows up. Um, yeah. So, so I get that. I totally understand that about yeah. Aquaman. And the thing I also think too, is like, say what you will about Marvel, but they did it the right way. There's a slow process. It was a slow burn. Mm-hmm. That's why when Avengers showed up, it was like, you watch Avengers now, you're like, that's a good movie. It's still sure. a good movie, but it does. It's not the same magic that it was at the time because at the time nobody had ever done this. Yeah. And they started the shared universe thing. Everybody wants a shared universe now. Lego's going for it. Yep. Um, they famously crashed and burned with uh, the dark universe with mummy, mm-hmm. right? They, they've like stopped that now. Like they were, they had plans for the mummy and werewolf man, you know, the man wolf or whatever. Was it, was it werewolf? Wolf man. Wolf man. Yep. <laughs> werewolf man, man wolf, <laughs> wolf man. I came down on it. Yeah. Um, so, so it's just like everybody wants this shared universe. So it's kind of beautiful what Marvel has started. Now, is that a good thing going forward with everybody trying it? No, absolutely yeah. not. Right. And I think, and I think DC rushed it, and we saw that with Batman versus Superman. It was like, here's you know, twenty minutes of Wonder Woman on a computer. It's not twenty minutes, but here it is, clicking icons, mm-hmm. and you go, really? This is a movie, right? Like this is not a movie. This is you literally trying to force this upon us yeah. to show us setting up a, the next movie. Yeah, here's Aquaman punching a shark or something. I even remember what he did in that. <laughs> something right? stupid. Yeah, something stupid. Because he's the worst. So, all right. So what? What else? Like, what else did you like about it? Uh, I really loved. Well, sorry, this is yeah. semi-spoilerish. Yeah, Superman's in the movie. Yeah, but at he's, this on, point. he's on the poster, so everybody knows <laughs> okay. at this All right, point. Good. Yeah. Um, I really liked this Superman, and there's two reasons. Yeah. Uh, one, he was powerful like Superman is. And I know some people don't like that Superman's so powerful, Yeah. but tough nuck. Nuck? That's not tough a word. Nut. Tough luck? <laughs> I think I went tough n- nut and luck. <laughs> Either way, we'll go tough luck. That's cleaner. Um, like That's how Superman is. Superman yeah. is crazy powerful to where... Like things aren't contests to him. Well, they all try to stop him. Yeah. At one point, and it's just not even a big deal. Yeah. For him. And the other thing I like is there's a there's a part where he's winning the day, and he's just about to fi- fix everything, and then he sees that some civilians are in danger, and he got to decide between winning the day and saving civilians, and of course, Superman he, saves the civilians because he knows he can do both. That's the thing I got. Yeah. Like I watched him, and he was like, "Oh, civilians." 
And he mm-hmm. goes off and he helps Flash, and it's really quick. But I'm like, oh, he knows. He's cocky right now. He knows he's got this. Yeah. Like, and, and that's then he Superman. goes back. And that's Superman. Yeah. Like, that's totally, but, that, but that's what we missed in Batman vs. Superman. He was like this angry, nasty guy. and like Conflicted. He, yeah, just fighting Batman for no reason. In, yeah. in The Man of Steel, he was destroying all of Metropolis, right? right? And then they said, well, it was kind of Gotham or something. It just didn't make any sense. Like, why was he? This is not Superman. Yeah. Superman helps cats out of trees and stuff. Like right. he's, he's an all-American boy, like a hero, you know? And he can do that because he is so powerful that yeah, helping so civilians is not like a conflict. He just goes and helps them and comes yeah. back. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, innocent life is what. Yeah. Saying. So, yeah, I'm on the same edge. I, I really, I enjoyed it. It's not, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's Wonder Woman by any means. Right. I really, we really, we praise Wonder Woman. Go listen to our episode on Wonder Woman if you want to hear our thoughts on yeah. that. This was not Wonder Woman. It was it was not a win either. I think I think it was better, just better than Batman versus Superman. Yeah, uh, and so I think I think they accomplished uh, better. You know, <laughs> I don't know what I mean. I don't know what else to say. The the box office of this has taken a trashing. I mean, oh, yeah. it barely made any. It's barely making any money, and they're going to take a loss on it, which is a huge huge letdown for yeah. Warner Brothers yeah. for what they're hoping for. I got two more. Yeah, you can cut this out if you don't want to include this. Okay, <laughs> but. Uh, Super, or, uh, Batman and Wonder Woman. This this was the things that uh, that messed me up the most All because right. they both get this nod at this internal conflict, and then it, nothing happens. So for Batman, you see Batman understanding that he's weak and that he needs a team because he can't do it yep. because he's not a superhero. He's old and he's tired. Yeah, and you get you get a sense from you know Ben Affleck's slack face. That, uh, yeah. that that's a problem. He's done. Like, just not to interrupt you, but he's done. He doesn't want to do this. He says much as interviews. His own brother's like, he doesn't want to do it. Like, just yeah. let the guy go. He yeah. doesn't want to do it. So from a lack of acting, you see his interior conflict. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you see the same thing happen with Wonder Woman where she's given a thing. Batman challenges her and says, uh, why are you fighting from the shadows, basically? Why aren't you a beacon of hope like Superman is? Yeah. You could be, and you're just choosing not to be. And, and she kind of doesn't know what to do with that. But nothing happens with either of those conflicts. Yeah. Full it's disclosure, just, I went to the restroom during that part. So I had, I missed that whole part. <laughs> so Jeremy was like, oh, did you see that part? I was like, what? I was like, no, I missed the whole part. But they're in the, ba- they're like in a bunker, or like in the bat cave, wherever, and they're having this conversation. I go, oh, perfect time to go mm-hmm. get a refill. Nothing, nothing could possibly happen <laughs> in the dialogue here. portions. Like, this, is be, this will be fine. <laughs> oh, my word. So I missed that whole thing. But yeah, both uh, of those were disappointing to me. Yeah. The last thing I'll say about it, the thing that was, Oddly enough, disappointing to me was how little was done with the Atlanteans. That was like a really cool moment. Could have been really cool. Mara was there. Who, if once again, who the heck is Mara? Because what? they didn't introduce her. She just is there. She's got some headdress and she's like, "Hello, Prince Trader," you mm-hmm. know. And and but that could have been so cool. Yeah, like, I bet like, there was more footage for that that they had to cut. Oh, they or had, thought they had. To I'm cut. sure because because you go to the Amazonians, the women, mm-hmm. and, you know, classic women, they've got the place guarded, protected. Everything is perfect there, okay? Yeah, yep. They've got they've got the cube guarded. This guy's not coming in. I mean, thousands of them come across this this hill, and they're ready to fight, do battle. You yeah. go to Atlantis, they've they got, like, Bill and Steve guarding this thing, <laughs> and Mara is sitting there, and you're like, oh, this will be okay. Steppenwolf, he's been gone. You know, come yeah. on, yeah. come on. Anyways, that was that was one of my biggest things, like, gripes. So, all well, right, so, so we enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, go, I think it's definitely worth seeing. Right. Just go with low expectations. You'll be entertained, yeah. but don't like go look for some grand story or no. really well told. Yeah. Writing. And if you're, and if you want to talk more about this, we talked about it on our Facebook page a little bit. We've, yep. we've a lot. Post, yeah, posted Actually. some thoughts. 
Um, yeah, some of the characters are a mess, cyborg, whatnot. So, anyways, that's not actually our main event. Mm-mm. Are you ready for the main event? I, I am ready. I came prepared. So, the main event is The Empire Strikes Back. Or, 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 okay. How to Live in the Now, Not Yet, or the Present Evil Age. So, we just finished New Hope yep. last episode. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Jeremy and I got together, I think, two days ago, was yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yesterday. It was yesterday. Was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. And we watched Empire Strikes Back 2. That was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. It's a, it's a good mm-hmm. movie. I made popcorn. Yeah. There was a lot of snacks. Yeah, that was weird. That's fake. It was. You had the whole snack table set up. I gave you a glass of water and that was it. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was fun. We watched that. We're, we're kind of keeping with the Star Wars theme this month because December 15th is The Last Jedi. Mm. And so we're aiming up to that. So we're going to do Empire today. We're talking Return of the Jedi next and then Force Awakens mm-hmm. into The Last Jedi. We're going to so, take you all the way home. Yeah, so we're going to take you all the way home. We're very, very excited. And then we'll talk about how bad the prequels are in between that. So <laughs> uh, so let's discuss the film. What Now, I, I looked at you and I said, I know this is a lot of people's favorite film. Yes. And cinematography, like cinema... I think that's I think that's probably why it's gorgeous. There are some really wonderful scenes. There's some really beautiful setups. I mean, they're really great mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, overall, the plot has never really done it for me. Yeah, like like I know like I know a lot of people love it. I really do. I I get that, and I love it. But Return of the Jedi is so much more juicy to mm-hmm. me. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I will. Like the Empire Strikes Back is. When you when you You've compare had some time it, to think about it, now, yeah. So. When you compare it to A New Hope, it's definitely better than that. Yes, and I think there's this idea like there's all these giant scenes that happen. There's, I mean, we're gonna go through them. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Like yeah. so many of the things that you think about Epic Star Wars are, are in this movie. empire. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're and right. I and I think that's what it is. Like when you think of the Star Wars trilogy you're usually thinking of this one because this is where so much stuff happens. Yeah. There's, there's a bunch of stuff that happens in return as well. Um, and I think that if like there was a poll yeah. uh, on the reform pub, I think yeah, yeah. and empire came out on the top, but not by much yeah. over the last yeah, yeah, Jedi. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The return of the Jedi. Yeah. So I think it's that, I think it's just what movie had your favorite scene because you like all three of them. So that just ends up winning. Yeah. The reason I like return of the Jedi is because of four, four little words. If you had an S it's Ewoks. Those Ewok. are letters. Those are letters. Is that plural? Like, so if you saw one Ewok, you'd say, hello, Ewok. And if you saw multiple, you'd say, oh, Ewoks. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. yeah that's in all the books all right, and everything. Great. Ewoks. <laughs> Ewok. Ewok. Ewoki. Uh, that's why I like it. Mm-hmm. I love the I love those Ewoks. And we're going to talk about that later on. I mean, you got the Battle of Indoor. Yeah. You got, um, I mean, there's so much stuff. The, the epic scene at the end with the Emperor. Anyways, Return of the Jedi. What, that's my favorite. So would you say Empire's still your favorite? What do you think? I don't think so. Oh, all right. We'll have to watch it return now. And yeah. We'll talk about it. It'd probably been, I said 15 years, but definitely yeah. over 10 years since I saw uh, Empire before yesterday. Yeah. And I really liked it. It's still good. But I think the reasons that I thought I liked it are not as strong as they should be. Okay. And it's kind of somber. <laughs> we'll talk about that too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's go into it. How does this compare to New Hope? So I had to look this up. It's actually in the Star Wars universe not just between the films. It's actually supposed to be three years from New Hope to the events of Empire Strikes Back, which makes a ton of sense mm-hmm. because everybody seems older, right? And, I mean, like, like we were sitting there going, when did Luke become a commander? Like, right. when is is Han Solo Captain Solo? Like, what is going on? Like, yeah. everybody's listening to Leia. She's just a princess. Right. Okay? She's not a military tactician. Yeah, and we don't general- see three years of them developing these careers yeah. in the military. Yeah, because the generals are like, 
Princess Leia, what should we do? And I wanted her to be like, you're the general. Like, <laughs> I'm 20 years old. Like, I'm 18. What? How old is Leia? I don't even know. 20-something? Yeah. Let's six. say she's six years mm-hmm. old. She's yep. seven years old. Yep. She's an alien, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, so a lot has changed. Luke's older. Obviously, he acts much older. Han Solo. Yeah. He's not as whiny. He's still whiny. Very whiny. But, the, but a lot's changed. So the very first scene, one of one of these memorable scenes you're talking about, the Tauntaun, mm-hmm. Luke and the Tauntaun. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love the moment because there's this really funny moment where Luke's attacked by the Wampa and he's mm-hmm. like bleeding out and Obi-Wan shows up <laughs> yeah. and he's like, he's like, Ben. And then Obi-Wan's like, go to Dagobah. And he's like, dude, I'm Ben, I'm dying. Like Ben, <laughs> just go, go to Dagobah. You know, <laughs> you'll meet a master named Yoda. And it's like, no, Ben, I'm going to die. Like spoiler, dude, I'm dying right here. Yeah. Uh, but apparently Ben knew. No, so Obi-Wan appears. That's fun. And then Han comes and he apparently knows, um, like quick thinking on Han's part, mm-hmm. cut that baby open, slide that body in, which probably Jeremy looked at me. He's like, that probably took some effort. Yeah. It makes it look like he's it's just not having to try very hard. Yeah. A bunch yeah. of like air water balloons pull, pull, fall out of them. <laughs> it looks awesome. <laughs> it does look awesome. <laughs> uh, that Wampa scene is really cool too. And then uh, another thing we talked about too is when he's hanging from the ceiling, mm-hmm. it's kind of like he's like drying his meat or whatever, right. which is kind of weird. But Jeremy's like, what is he hanging by? And it, you, you get a quick glimpse and it looks like spit. Right. So I think that's actually really cool. That I think they, it looks like ice. Yeah, but it's just, otherwise but the I Wampa guess has, to like, has to like hold Luke up there. We said he's got and a, he like checks his timer, he checks his watch. He's you got know? a hair dryer to kind of melt it and then <laughs> waits for it to freeze back he up again. He throws salt up on the ceiling, you know, <laughs> uh, to melt it. Uh, then the next part there is the battle on Hoth. So this is one of the most epic moments. I was thinking about yeah. Spider-Man. I watched um, Spider-Man Homecoming. I bought it for seven bucks during Black Friday. Oh, yeah. Nice. And I was watching it, and, and I was thinking back to the part in Captain America Civil War where he goes, you ever seen that really old movie, mm-hmm. uh, Empire Strikes Back? Mm-hmm. And he goes around Ant-Man's or Giant Man's legs, and he ties them up. Right. Oh, that's so good. And yep. Disney owns Marvel, and, and Kevin Feige has said as much that in every single Marvel movie, somebody loses an arm. If you haven't noticed that. Every Marvel movie? Every single Marvel film, somebody loses an arm, and it's a tribute what? to Star Wars. Who loses an arm in Everyone. Homecoming? Uh, it's like it, you'll have you'll have to like there's there's a whole website that's listed all off. I must research this. Yeah, now you're gonna have to. I'll find be it, back. So. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's really cool. The battle on Hoth, I love it, and they, you know, but it is funny because you were like, why do those lance or snow speeders? Why do they have tow cables? Yeah, that shoot out of the front. It's yeah. not like they're meant for towing. <laughs> yeah. They seem to be designed for this perfect application. So maybe they maybe they knew. The, the walkers were coming, the ATAT walkers mm-hmm. or whatever, and they were like, oh, this will be a great idea. Otherwise, Luke's just like, let's, let's trip them up. Yeah. You know, like the one flaw of the ATAT walker is like, we'll just trip you up really quick. I love how they never invented tread yeah. in, these, in this universe. <laughs> like everything yeah. has to Instead walk. Just walk. Yeah, everything walks. Like, um, have you seen a tank? Those are awesome. Man, that's so good. Uh, the Balanhoth is awesome. I mean, just really cool. It's oh, great, the whole it's a, thing. The whole thing is awesome. Super it's snow, and it's that's and that's a hard thing to film too. Is like in that snowy landscape type. I think. Yeah. I think that'd be really hard to like film that on miniatures or whatever to make that dramatic. Yeah. And it really is a great job. Really, like, and the landscape shots, even you know, you see the goofy uh, yeah. Tauntaun claymation stuff. It looks fine. Yeah, like it looks know, cool. You know, it doesn't look real, but you don't care. This movie's from the seventies. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. awesome. <laughs> and at the time, like that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So. Uh, Han Solo and his crew. So then the interesting thing about this movie is everybody's split up. Everybody's gone different places. Mm-hmm. Luke's in Dagobah. Han's off doing his own thing. At one point, C-3PO's 
torn up. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot that happens. Yeah. And so we go from to the scene where Han Solo is leaving and he's going to go pay Jabba. He has to go take care of Jabba from the first film. Right. Which he's never done. Yeah. And so they're out in space and there's these big space battles going on. Now, the interesting thing about this is the Empire must have sent everybody to to Hoth mm-hmm. because everybody escapes in these massive ships. And yet the only person they care about is Han Solo. Right. They're chasing him. So Vader's like single-minded, like everybody's like, Vader, should we blow up the other ships? No, Hansel, you know, he never says that, but it's like, why are they just chasing the Millennium Falcon? Didn't all those other ships leave off? Yeah, like, okay, all right, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Maybe we just don't understand understand the I'm massive sure, yeah. correct way us, that correct the, uh, the Empire is so big, they're chasing all the ships. Yeah, yeah, they, everything, everywhere. <laughs> the Trade Federation, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, they're chasing them all. <laughs> Which isn't mentioned at all. Mm-hmm. Man, the prequels are mm-hmm. garbage. So they go into this meteor field. That's that's suicide. That's crazy. It's crazy. Not for Han Solo. Never yeah. tell me the odds. That's what he right? That's where he says it. That's where he says it. Yeah. Oh, 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 never tell me the odds, right? How, how annoying is C-3PO in this film? They they do that on purpose. I know, but it's But yes, it's, it's a effective. lot. Like it is a lot. Okay. He's irritating. Not as much in New Hope, but I love how he's like a mom. Like every time he walks away, he's like, Oh he dear. Oh, oh dear. no. Oh dear. He's piglet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, pig, oh, piggy. Um, there's a big space worm on the meteor, of course. Uh, I love how when the falcon, falcon, falcon flew out of the space worm, Jeremy's mm-hmm. like, well, there goes his one meal in the next thousands of years. Yeah, something. what does that guy eat? <laughs> yeah. He's on a asteroid. Nobody else is going through there. Like The whole point is that nobody, everybody avoids that. So, yeah, so not Vader. I love Vader goes, go in there. And they go, but Vader, the, the meteors. And he goes, who cares? Or whatever. <laughs> and they all go in and you see all the ships blowing up. Like he's mm-hmm. destroying the whole fleet. And he's like, just keep going. Yep. Man, for Anakin, for him being Anakin mm-hmm. Skywalker, who knows a little thing about ships, you would think he'd be like, well, let's just go around it. Or right. let's wait till they come out. Yeah. Like, let's just know. keep, let's surround the asteroid field. We'll wait till they come out. Yeah. Uh, anyways, this is also the part where we're introduced to the bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. You got Boba Fett, you got Boss, you got IG-88, you got some of the, you know, obscure ones. Big there. ugly aliens. And the funny thing is you see all the bounty hunters, but Boba Fett's the only one who actually is worth anything. Yeah. Like all the others were like, all right, we'll, we'll go find him. And Boba's like, yeah, I'll really go find him. Okay, you guys go. Well, he's here. the guy that followed him after the, exactly. tr- dump, the trash dump. Exactly. Yeah. So he escapes trash dump. Uh, Darth Vader's killing everyone. Is what I wrote down. Mm-hmm. There's this hilarious scene where, so we talked about Grand Moff Tarkin in the first one. I was like, "Where does he go?" I guess he, I guess the Death Star. He blew up in the Death Star, I think, right? I guess, yeah, he yeah. was on the Death Star. Yeah, I guess I never put two and two together, but I, but this was the he's first gone. movie where I was like, "Where is he?" Oh, right. yeah, that's right, he's dead. Uh, very sassy, him and Leia. Mm. Uh, oh, he's still alive, the Death Star. Uh, and so then, then this new guy comes in, General Nita, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Nita, he screws up. Pretty. He he needs a. Uh, a win. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He needs a need, need the, new need, life. Needs a new life. And so he says this thing. He goes, I'll go apologize to Lord Vader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes, Apology. Apology accepted. accepted. And he's just choking him. Like, you, you, you got to think somebody would try to be like, Emperor, like, I'm sorry, but you, Vader keeps killing all our best guys. Like, yeah. no wonder it's incompetence because all these like rookies, you know, They're constantly being, uh, you, you got to think, role. like, imagine some new stormtrooper walks in. He's like, oh, great. What's my potential, you know, of being a general one day? And mm-hmm. some other guy's like, you'll be general in three weeks. <laughs> you know, they're going through, Vader's going through generals like flies. Yeah, like, you'll only be general for two hours, but it's going to happen yeah, quick. Yeah, but guess what? There's a lot of room for job improvement here. Yeah, he's killing uh, some fools. Uh, so, Nita, if I, you tick off Darth Vader, just send a card. 
Yeah. Just send an apology card. You don't want to apologize in person that time. No. Uh, So General Veers, he keeps his mouth shut and he survives to the end of this movie. I'm pretty sure. Well done. Right. Well done, Veers. He's veering his life in the right direction. Steve, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, It's whatever. We'll work on it. (laughs) Then we go to Dagobah training. Luke's over in Dagobah. Now, here's where we're going to get into some meat. Okay. Okay. This is going to get a little meaty. So Yoda's there and he says this thing. He says, judge judge me not by my size. Right. And he's small. And, and up until this point, if we don't know anything about the prequels, if we don't know anything, right, We imagine we're going in in the 1980s or 70s, right. whenever they Yoda's is a new yeah. entity. New entity. We see this little puppet thing and we go, what? Who is this guy? Like yeah. Jim Henson, you know, but it's it's cool. It's really, really cool. Yep. Then to see him use the force for the first time, he's talking to Obi-Wan. He's like, Ben, I'm not going to train him, you know, and you're like, mm-hmm. what? What's happening? This is cool. And he lifts the the X-Wing out of the swamp. Right. And that's the first time he shows the force. Yeah, the first time. And mm-hmm. it's it's this really cool moment where you're like, oh, so it, the force is impartial, I mm-hmm. guess, really. And those who are even size doesn't matter. Uh, whoever alien species doesn't matter. The for if you can use the force like that's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Right. So this got me thinking about this book, uh, Francis Schaefer. If you know who Francis Schaefer was, he was a theologian, philosopher, really a, a brilliant, brilliant man. And he wrote this book called No Little People. Mm-hmm. And I got some excerpts here. So here's, here's what I'm going to read uh, from the book. Here's an excerpt. One thing that has encouraged me as I have wrestled with such questions in my own life is the way God used Moses' rod, a stick of wood. Many years ago, when I was a young pastor just out of seminary, this study of the use of Moses' rod, which I called God so used a stick of wood, was a crucial factor in giving me the courage to press on. Consider the mighty ways in which God used a dead stick of wood. God so used a stick of wood can be a banner cry for each of us. Though we are limited and weak in talent, physical energy, and psychological strength, we are not, we are not less than a stick of wood. Nope. I like that. I, I love that because it's the idea of some... I feel small a lot of times, uh, and, I, and I even think about like this podcast, how small we are. Right, mm-hmm. We're just two guys in a room who are hoping God will use this to, to reach somebody right. or to, to, to encourage somebody. Yeah. And so in a lot of ways, the Nerd Gospel podcast is like a stick of wood. Right. And if God can use something like a stick of wood to part the red sea, you know, it's all God's power. Yeah. Uh, that's a really encouragement to me. So Yoda is, is cool because he's this little creature, but... With a force outside of himself, he's much, much more. Yeah. Right. So it goes back to the whole book's about, it's a, it's a collection of his sermons on uh, how there's nothing small, really, in God's kingdom. There are no little people in God's kingdom. Hmm. And if you go all throughout the Bible, you'll see God using little people over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it also flips it on our head. So I think we talked about this in a previous episode about how Saul, the reason they picked Saul was because he was, it literally the text says he was more handsome right. than everybody. And taller. And taller. And he was a head or shoulder length taller than everybody. So he's just tall. Yeah. He had no qualifications to be king other than he was just a handsome, tall Pretty guy. Pretty good looking. Pretty good looking. God says all the time, he says, you judge people by their outward appearances. I judge people by their hearts. Right. You look at Yoda, even Yoda at some point, he, Luke judges Yoda and Yoda looks at Luke and says, I'm, I can't train him. Right. Yeah. They're, they're both judging each other in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. So. Anyways, I, I just think that's really cool, a uh, little part. So think about that, how if God can use a, a stick of wood, he can use you, he can use your ministry, whatever it is, um, if you're doing it in, in service to Christ and you're doing it in the hope of the gospel. Yeah, and on the flip, like that stick of wood is only useful if it's for God's purposes. Yeah. Like if there's a lot of sticks of wood, podcasts or otherwise, where if God doesn't empower it, 
uh, to do God's will, then it's nothing. Like we we can pour what we want into this podcast or into other endeavors that, yeah. that you all have or that we have. And uh, it's up to God if he's going to use that for his purposes or not. And obviously that's our, our prayer with this and hopefully with the other things we do. And it keeps you time. humble. You're just, yep. you're just a stick of wood. You're just a tool uh, for God, the, the ultimate workman. You're a workmanship, you know. Yep, but uh, God can use a stick of wood. Yes, he can. Do wonderful things with That's it. That's right. Uh, I wrote down, talk about the weird cave Dagobah scene. So this is such a weird scene. Yeah, that's what you kept saying when it came on. I kept saying <laughs> it. and it, Because even after I saw it, like I was going in with new eyes. I was like, okay, I'm prepared to find something here. Yeah. It was still weird. Yeah. Okay. It's an, it just seems out of place, I guess. I don't mm. know. I did some research. So here's the quote that happens before. Um, Yoda says, that place is strong with the dark side of the force. A domain of evil it is. In, you must go. Now you be Luke. What's in there? Now you got to be whiny. Oh. What's in there? <laughs> Only what you take with you. Because Yo is about to die every five seconds. Oh. <laughs> um, so he says, Only what you take in with you. And I did some research. Apparently, this cave in the non, I guess, in the old canon books and like the extra reading stuff, uh-huh. this was a cave where a dark side, a dark Sith Lord actually went in and there was some sort of crystal in there or something. Something happened there where, with Yoda, a previous trainee. Whoa. Okay. Okay. So it, there's actually backstory to it, but we just don't see it. Yeah. Now, Lucas said, you know, <laughs> he says something like, oh, well, Lu- Luke is scared and that's why, he, you know, anyways, I don't know what Lucas said. I read something. I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I don't think it. Here's, here's what somebody else on the internet said who seems smarted. <laughs> they said, Yoda said that what is in there is only what you take with you. Luke takes his weapons. He's aggressive. He's making the same mistakes Anakin did 25 years before and could end up the same way. Note that it is Luke who activates his lightsaber first, not Vader. Luke is the aggressor. Yeah. And you see that. Oh, yeah. Luke is scared. He's angry. He wants, he's mad at Ben for not telling him the truth. Why didn't Ben tell me? Why, you know, he doesn't trust Yoda. He doesn't trust the Jedi. He, part of him wants his father. Sure. Right? Part of him wants to know Vader. Like, maybe, you know, there's, maybe there's something good to that. And, and then finding out, like, one, finding out that your father is the evil dark Sith Lord, that's mm-hmm. a huge toll on a human. Okay. It might make you cry out. Might, what would you say if you heard that? I would say something like, No! <laughs> no. But that's not what he... Oh, yeah, that's exactly what he does say something. Yeah. Like uh, he told me enough. He told me you killed him. Uh, so, so he finds it out, you know. But the interesting thing about this, so if we're talking about the middle movie, we talked about the New Hope yeah. ending with the triumph. They destroyed the Death Star. Yep. There's hope now. Luke is the hope. Yep. Okay. And now this movie, Empire, is very somber. It's sort of like the now, not yet, like where we're living now. Mm-hmm. Like there's moments here where we feel like we're going in dark caves. Mm-hmm. And what Yoda says is, I mean, it's a lot of this is Eastern mysticism type stuff. But what he says is only what you take with you. Right. What, what's in there? Only what you take with you. Yeah. And a lot of times when we walk through this life as Christians, even as non-Christians, like we go through really dark times. Yeah. And it depends, like as a Christian, what do I take with me? I take Christ with me. And so I have hope. I have light in the midst of the darkness. And leave everything else behind. Don't take anything else behind. I leave everything else behind. (laughs) I don't need my weapons, right? I don't need anything. Yoda even says, don't bring your weapons. Right. And Luke looks at him and says, nah, whatever. He he doesn't say anything. He just straps on his belt, you know? And he's scared. He has fear. Uh, So as we think about this evil age that we're in now, right? We're the God of this age. Satan has blinded the mind of unbelievers. And, and we're living in this world of tragedy and darkness and stuff. Think about what you take with you. Yeah. Right? Think about what you're going to leave your front door with every day. And as a Christian, as a believer, I hope that uh, you'll find peace and rest in 
in the Word of God, mm-hmm. right, and in fellow believers, because I know a lot of Christians who walk this life feeling lonely, uh, who are depressed, and they need uh, they need to reach out, they need love, and they need acceptance, yeah. right? Because at the end, what happens? He cuts off Vader's head, and he looks in the helmet, and it's himself. Yeah. What he, do you think that means? He's fighting himself. I, well, I think I think he's scared that he's going to become like Vader. I think he fears the dark side to a point where he thinks maybe this is me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will be enticed by it. I want the power because that's what happens with Anakin. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I think Lucas is trying to go even deeper than that. Like where oh, yeah. where it is this real metaphor of you're fighting your own dark side. Like yeah. You're, it's not about Anakin. It's about the things that you, and this is in the movie. I'm not trying yeah. to make a bigger point. Yeah. But in the movie... You, the things that you're fighting are your own evils. Like what you bring to the cave is the evil that you bring. And then when you're down there in the cave, you're going to fight your own evil. Yeah. And cutting its head off, that's not winning because yeah. your evil still leaves the cave. Yeah, with now you. you're a murderer. You just killed whatever that was. Yeah. So. And when you leave the cave, all the, that you brought into the cave leaves with you. Yeah, it makes me think of um, the dark side. Really, all the dark side does is it amplifies what you already have in you. Yeah. So Anakin has hatred, anger, all those things are just amplified to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. And it gives him power. He feeds off it. I think about also Captain America, mm-hmm. right? Captain America gets the serum, the super soldier serum, right. and it amplifies his natural goodness, yeah. right? So he's, he's almost an extreme version of his, ultimate, of his good self before. Mm. And then Red Skull takes it, and what happens to him? His evil ugliness from the inside comes out, and he becomes not handsome like, Chris, whatever I can't even think of his name. Chris something. Chris Evans. Yeah, uh, he becomes his nose falls off. <laughs> you know, yeah. he becomes like a skull, and he's evil. And so, so that's kind of like the cave thing in another way too, right? Yeah. How you, what you what you take in is what you come out with, right? right? Um, all right. So, anyways, enough of that weird Dagobah scene. <laughs> we talked about fear in our Pennywise episode. So, if you want to hear about that, go listen to our episode on it, where we talk about fear and how the Christian really has nothing to, to fear ultimately. Except it. I mean, nothing. Except for fear itself. Oh, right. And the only thing you had to fear, no, no. I messed that up. No, don't do it. Uh, then the, we went to Bespin in the Cloud City where old Billy D. Williams is there. Billy D. Yep. Lando Calrissian. My wife was like, uh, I always think that that's uh, Lionel Richie. Yeah, and you were like, yeah, it is. <laughs> Billy D. Richie. That's like, <laughs> he is a, he's a scoundrel, isn't he? Yeah. He's... Literally, I think he's a scoundrel or smuggler. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, literally for sure. (laughs) Uh, But he proves himself to be worthy of the name. Yes, yeah, he's a he. I mean, he sees Leia, and it doesn't even. It's like he's done. He's like, what is with like he? There, everyone is sexually aggressive towards Leia. There's a long pauses, like in that that Lucas left in of him just staring at Leia, going like, "What's up with her?" And and Han clearly is angry by this. Han is like a sexual predator. I don't yeah, understand he, what's going on in that movie. He does come on. I, we amazing. were watching. We were watching that where he's like he's cornering her and stuff. And I was like, this would not fly in today's age. Like he's really being rough with her. So yeah, uh, Han, shame on you. Shame on you, Han. Uh, let's talk about betrayal. This is if you saw this for the first time, you had no clue. Mm. I, I can't remember. See, I wish I could go back to the. First I was time very I young. Did would you seen this coming? No. You have, you have no indication that there's even anything wrong. I mean, I they do. Uh, Leia says something's wrong, and then there's the thing with C three PO. But you assume that something in the background is happening. You yeah, don't think see, that's, everyone's betraying him. That's interesting. When C three PO wanders off, you're like, "What? What? What happened there?" Right. And the next thing you see, he's falling apart. Well, stormtrooper blasted him, so sure. you find that out later. But as the first time watching, I don't think I ever put two and two together. Like, no, you're oh, just something's like, What's wrong. Going on? I was like, oh, C-3PO, you're an idiot. He's off, you know. Right. He took himself he's, apart. He's onto some hijinks, <laughs> you know, some shenanigans are happening in the other room. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, 
talk about betrayal real quick about love and money. And um, I think about this passage in, I, I, oh man, I can't remember which epistle it is, but Paul says, uh, Demas mm-hmm. left us because mm-hmm. he loved the things of this world. Yeah. And it's really quick. That's all you hear. You don't ever hear more about Demas later on. Maybe, maybe some, one place else, mm-hmm. but you hear about Demas and he just says he left us because he loved money. He, right. lo- well, he loved things of this world. Yep. And so that's really sad to me that, uh, and Lando has a turn, a change of heart, obviously. Right. But it's only because he realizes the deal got changed. Right. All of his incentives to betray his friends go yeah. away. And yeah. he's like, so well, forget he, this then. So it's kind of like he's, <laughs> he's not even really a lovable character. You're just like, okay, I guess they just forgot that he literally betrayed them all. And yeah. okay. Somehow right. he still is charming to the viewer. I, I was kind of altered like, the deal. It's all right, Lando. Pray I do not alter it further. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, then Han is frozen in carbonite. I, d- I guess I also didn't understand that this was a test for Luke. Mm-hmm. The plan was always to freeze Luke, but right. they needed to make sure it worked. Um, I guess it never thought it never occurred to them that this could be a fluke and that fluke for Luke, fluke, fluke, <laughs> fluke. Like, like what if it just worked for Han, but it didn't, you know, I mean like, right. and then the other thing is Han goes in with handcuffs and he comes out, you know, his hands. Yeah. My guess is uh, Vader was willing to take that risk because his, his, uh, yeah. objective from the emperor was either turn him or kill him yeah so he's like yeah. if he dies oh well and this is another one of those classic scenes like you were talking about yeah i love you i know i right. know you know that was improv <laughs> did you know that no that was not originally in the script what she was he supposed to say i love you and then he yeah she was supposed to say i love you and he goes i love you too oh but he just looked at her and said and like in the actual scene he looks at her and goes i know and Lucas was like, all right, we're keeping it. Like, that's better than anybody could have written. Because the whole point of Han Solo is he's so cocky. Mm-hmm. And it's been three years of unspoken, I guess, love between Sexual them. predation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. unspoken Pred- love. Being a predatory, you know. Uh, and so I guess he just looks at her and goes, yeah, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. And that could be the end. Yep. So it's kind of a cool moment when you think of it that way. Yep. Uh, Luke, so looking back on this, Luke is just, he's, he's the real loser of this movie. He was the new hope. He was the hope. Destroy the Death Star. And in this, he disobeys. Don't don't bring your thing into the cave. Nope, right. did that. Okay. Uh, cast off your fear and anger. Nope, won't do that. Okay. Right. Don't go to Cloud City. Why? What's going to happen? Don't go. Okay, he goes anyways. Yeah. Yoda and uh, yeah. and Ben are like Both? begging him. Yeah, they're like, you can't go. They have like a five-minute dialogue about it. And then he's like, well, what do you see? And they're like, well, we don't we don't see anything happening, but don't go. Like, really, this is, yeah. this is a waste of time. And he goes, nah, I'm going to go. And he goes and he only makes everything awful and worse. Everything is worse because he's there. Everything. Han, Han would, <laughs> like if if da- Vader knew that he wasn't going there, because obviously Vader sensed it, mm-hmm. okay, knew he was coming. If Vader knew he wasn't going, Han would have never been frozen in carbonite. Nope, because that was a test for Luke. Yep, test for Luke. Mm-hmm. There's a fight with Vader that would never would have happened. There would never would have been an arm slicing incident. Nope. Okay. Ah! There would never <laughs> have been. So, I mean, to, to progress the story, it had to happen. I get it, whatever. Sure. You told me enough. Obi-Wan never told you about your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. I am your father. Right. So Always good. Lovely. He so told good. me you killed him. He told me you. No. So it's not possible. Uh, so this made me think of John 8. <laughs> I love it. Of course it did. Of course it did. Obviously. <laughs> John 8, 44. Jesus says this. You belong to the, to the Pharisees. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So in the present evil age, who's the who's the Satan, the devil figure in this film? The Emperor. Yeah, for right? sure. And Vader is has succumbed to the dark side. He's been seduced by it. 
which we saw in the prequels. Mm-hmm. And the devil, emperor, has masterminded everything. Yeah. He's behind all of this. And he, what does he do constantly in the prequels? He lies through his teeth. Mm-hmm. He, he has the entire Jedi Council. They're so blinded that they don't even see, they can't even see a Sith Lord in front of their faces. Right. They're supposed to be sensitive to the Force. Yeah. But, but see, this is, this is when we go back to the previous episode. The Jedi Council is the fair, they're the Pharisaical law holders, sure. the law keepers. Yep. And they're so blinded, they can't even see the nose in front of their faces. Mm-hmm. And so as evil is surrounding them, growing in power, Sith Lords are being trained, all sorts of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. They can't even see it. Yep. They can't even see it. And they can't even see that Luke is the new hope. Right. I mean, they, they really have a difficult time seeing Leota is like, what? You know, he's still blinded by all this, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's some argument whether Luke, whatever, is truly the hell. <laughs> In the present evil age, the emperor acts as the devil with Vader doing his father's wills, trying to sway others. It sort of, it sort of reminds me a little bit about Jesus in the wilderness when Satan comes to him after 40 days and he's, he, he's tempting him and he says, oh, I'll give you all of this. You know, and Jesus quotes scripture at him and is like, get out. And like, what are you? Get out of here. Right. You know, get it, be gone, Satan, or whatever. Kicks him out, whoops his tail. Yeah. Uh, and that's really what happens here. Vader looks at Luke and he's like, come with me. We will rule the galaxy as father and son. You know, that's a tempting offer. I'll never join you. I'll never join you. And Luke, that's kind of almost his test moment where not only is he your father, he's offering you this really enticing thing, sure. power of the dark side. And Luke says, no, I'm mm-hmm. not going to do it. I'll fall. And he looks down and he goes, all right, I'm going to fall. So I don't know if he had some plan there or if he just knew he was going to fall through a tube trash can that thing. That is like when he fall, <laughs> like I tried to, when he falls, I know he's going to fall, yeah. but it still kind of surprised me. Like, oh, he just He looks go. down. It's almost like he sees something and you're like, wait, did he see but the hole? But it's not even open. I don't know. Until he's like almost there. That's a miracle down yeah. at the bottom yeah. of that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a miracle that happened. And then it's just another thing that Leia like can connect with him and they mm-hmm. never, that never really is explained either yep. until the next film. It, here's a little quick scene between Yoda and Luke. I'll do Yoda again. Actually, I'll just read it normal because it'll be too hard. Uh, <laughs> yes, run, Yoda says. Yes, a Jedi's strength flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side. Anger, fear, aggression. Oops. The dark side of the Force, they are. Are they? That's messed up. You couldn't resist. Easily they flow. I know, it's so much fun. <laughs> Quick to join you in a fight. If once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. Consume it, you at will, as it did Obi-Wan's apprentice. Mm. You're, you're a father. He, he. What? What'd you say? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what does Luke say? Vader. Is the dark side stronger? No, no, no. Quicker. Easier. More seductive. But h- how am I to know the good side from the bad? You will know when you are calm, at peace, passive. A Jedi uses the force of knowledge and defense. Never for attack. I got really good. You will uh, be. Which, you will be. I'm not. I'm not scared. You will be. Yeah. Um, scary puppet. So Yoda says this really interesting thing. He says he asks, "Is it is is it stronger? Is the dark side stronger?" This is the same question Anakin asks the Emperor. Right. And the Emperor gives a much different thing. Oh well, you know, some guy. This guy named Darth Plagueis. Have you heard the Depl- <laughs> you know Darth Plagueis the Wise? He um, he says that you the dark side can stop you from dying. Yeah. Now it stopped him from aging to a certain degree. I mean, he's really gross looking when he, he when he's he, a mess. Yeah, reveals it. But he even says, "But the uh, the irony is, Darth Plagueis couldn't stop himself from dying, right? Yeah, right. because so he that's, was killed. Yes. Uh, and and then Yoda says, "No, no, no. Quicker, easier, more seductive. The dark side is quicker, dark side easier, and more seductive. Quicker, easier, more seductive. <laughs> dark side, <laughs> razors at stores near you. At stores near you. <laughs> and and that's true." For sure. Right? That's so true. The dark side, things in this life that are evil are really quick. 
Like, you, you know, you don't want to go work? All right, go steal something. Yep. Okay. Uh, you know, having a relationship with a, a wife, is that's difficult. And, and, you know, in marriage, marriage is difficult. Okay, then don't do that. Right. Go cheat on your wife. So every, that's how sin is really seductive. Mm-hmm crouching at your door, waiting to attack you. Waiting, it's waiting there to get you. Sin is always there waiting to get you. Yeah. You know, I often say like you don't you don't go into a nightclub and they have a picture of Jesus hanging up on the wall. You know, <laughs> like you go you go there because you want to do maybe not all nightclubs, but the idea is that if you want to go sin, you go to the dark. Mm-hmm. You go where nobody can see you. It's seductive. It seduces you and it feels really good at the moment. Sinning like when you're mean to somebody or when you're sinning, it just feels good at the moment. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's kind of what's happening. That's what Yoda's saying. He's saying dark side is very enticing, but it's not stronger. Yeah. It's actually weaker. And the reason it's quicker and easier and more seductive is not because there's some like uh, utility to it. It's because we're sinful. Yeah. Because our hearts crave sinful acts. So, of course, it's quicker, easier, and more seductive to us because we are bent that direction. And uh, and that's why we need a savior. Like yeah. The whole idea of total depravity is you want sin, but... You're in opposition to God in your want of sin. Like, yeah, this is yeah, a yeah. big deal. You love sin, and the interesting thing too in the in the Star Wars universe is the dark side users. It takes a toll on you. So the reason the Emperor looks like he does, it's not just because he's old. Right. It's because he's been using the power of the Force to zap people, to kill people. I mean, it's taking a toll on his body. Mm-hmm. The same thing with Vader. Like, think about the circumstances that lead up to him being burned and torched, and all you know, all the stuff with the lava, whatever. <laughs> Um, but, but it's because of the dark side it led him there. Right. And you'll notice the Jedi are always very like clean and proper yeah. or at least, they, but they're, but they're, they're youth. There's a youth to them. Samuel Jackson, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. There's uh, a youth to them. Okay. But you look at the dark side. And they're still beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even Kylo Ren in the movie, he, his eyes are always sunken in. He looks tired and sweat. I mean, it looks like it's taking a physical toll on him to yeah. use the dark side. Yep. So, and the same th- thing is true of sin. Sin takes a toll on you. It kill, I mean, it will kill you. What does Yoda say here? Consume you, it will. Mm-hmm. Consume you, it will. And, and if you live in sin, if you are living in unrepentant sin, it will consume you. It'll absolutely consume you. Uh, a lot of times people who engage in multiple, like living in sin moments. So like think of an alcoholic, right? It starts out as a simple thing. Guy drinking a little bit and it increases, increases to the point where they lose families, they lose friendships. It's an addiction. Yeah. And all all addictions start out as one small little thing, right? And eventually if you let sin have a foothold, if you if crouching there waiting to get you, if you let it get you, it'll it'll consume you. Yeah. That's what it did to Cain, mm-hmm. right? When he killed his brother, Abel. It's what it does to everybody in the Bible. Look at look at how what it did to David, yeah. right? Sin, they let sin in the door and it took took complete control. It seduced them. And their only escape from sin was like turning to the light side. Yeah. And the light side is not this opposite force where it's righteous works. The light side is only God, and God is only accessible through the door, which is Christ. Yeah, and so Yoda here says, forever will it dominate your destiny. That's not true. Hmm. Because in our in the Christian worldview, there are people who, like Paul, who originally, as Saul, he's persecuting Christians, killing Christians, and God stops him in his tracks and turns him into the old, number one missionary for the Gentiles. Yeah. Right? The number one preacher for the Gentiles, changes his whole life around. And God can do that to you. He does it, did it to me, took me, turned me from an enemy to a son, Mm -hmm. did it to Jeremy, he does it to everybody. So it's not, you know, you can't ever uh, sin your way, you know, out of God's grace. Like God, God's grace will capture you if that's what he's going to do. Yeah, because God is not waiting for you to get ready for him. 
uh, he will he make will, you a new creation. Yeah. He will make you rebirthed. Yeah. All right, so let's keep going here. Talk about the impact of the ending. So here's the ending. Luke loses an arm. Han Solo's kidnapped, frozen in carbonite. Uh-huh. Traitor is left in uh, Traitor is left in charge of the Falcon. Lionel okay. Richie. Land, Lando, Lionel Richie, Calrissian is sitting there compiling it, piloting it, <laughs> and the future is uncertain. Who knows what could happen? Who knows? And it ends, like, it literally ends. I go, I kept thinking, oh, doesn't he go back to Dagobah? Oh, no, that's the next one. Yeah, it should but almost it, say to be continued. It does, but it doesn't. <laughs> it just ends. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my word. Like, this is pretty intense. Yeah, like Things are bad. Things are bad here. If I had to wait for the next movie, like, I'd be... But I guess that's how Two Towers kind of ends, too. It ends on that somber moment with them in the water and going yeah. off, whatever. But with Star Wars, like, if you saw that back in the day, you didn't know what... Oh, yeah. Like, you didn't have a book to go look no. at. You're just going to have to wait. You're like, oh my gosh. So it ends on this really somber moment. And it kind of made me think about how Jesus, when he's in the tomb for three days, think of the somber moment going on with the disciples. You have Peter, who's just denied Christ three times. Judas, who was your brother for three years, has now gone off and hung himself, right? You think, they think Jesus is dead and gone. Nobody understood at all the 75 times that Jesus said, I'm going to die and And then come come back. back. I mean, they're locked away. They're scared out of their minds, locked away. And it's uncertain. The future is so uncertain for them. Yeah. They really have no clue what's going to happen. They really need a return of the Jedi. They really need a return of the King. That's right. (laughs) Return of the Jedi, return of the King, um, which we're going to get to. So I'm going to leave you here with this verse, John 16, 33. Jesus says, look, an hour is coming and has already come when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and you will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take courage, take heart. I have overcome the world. He has overcome He's, he's the overcome world. the world. Yeah. He's overcome the world. It's and done. So, and so we talked about how the cross was the trench run in the new hope. Mm-hmm. And now we live in the now, not yet. We end, we live in this somber moment yeah. where there's sadness and heartache and arms are cut off and traitors are ever in our midst. And it's really a somber moment. And we end and we go, what's going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen? Well, we have the return of the king, return of the Jedi coming mm-hmm. up uh, where we'll talk about what's going to happen and how the dark side is going to take a significant blow. Mm-hmm. Um, in our story, it completely is destroyed. Right. So, spoiler alert. Now, um, not yet. Now, but, not yet. But still, destroyed. So, anyways, we have we have tremendous hope in Christ. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, if you're listening to this, as always, and you do not know the Lord, mm-hmm. our prayer for you is that you would come to know the Lord, that you would know Jesus, know our hope, the better hope, the lasting hope, uh, and know that, that the story is already written and we win. Yeah. And, and Christ wins. He already won. Uh, so, all the powers of darkness are destroyed done with the emperor will not he will you know all too easy he will he will not uh, win this time so. yeah, and if we can personally like actual you know us and me and heath if we can help you uh just find us on facebook and send us a message like we would love yep, that, to talk <laughs> with you we have nothing but time yeah uh, talking about <laughs> jesus is one of our pastimes yeah, uh we, yeah. we would absolutely love that so uh even if you've got some question that's not related to nerd stuff or not related to the podcast if you want to talk about god we are very are your guys absolutely um, for just a quick little thing here. So coming up, we have uh, our episode on Return of the Jedi. That's going to be December 4th. We have Force Awakens episode. And then December 18th, we're going to have The Last Jedi. And I think we're going to go to a Comic-Con and we're going to yep. talk about that. Yep. 
And then on December 25th, you have to, uh, Narnia to look forward to. So we're going to talk about Christmas and Narnia, and we're going to have bells, and we're going to mm-hmm. Santa Claus's return. Santa Claus's return of... <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. So there's some stuff to look forward to if you're excited about any of that. Uh, come it, chat with us. It'd be cool. Yeah, and we do want to uh, keep kind of highlighting the uh, the brothers that we are associated with in the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Uh, so there's a, a few uh, different podcasts, but today we're going to talk about Fast God Stuff, uh, the best way to find them is to go onto the Society of Reformed Podcasters website. Uh, you can su- subscribe to a mega feed there and kind of see everybody, uh, <laughs> which we're part of. Uh, but Fast God Stuff is uh, Fast God Stuff, not the staff. Yeah. Fast God Stuff is uh, two guys, Jesse and Conrad. Uh, this is one of my favorites. Sorry, other guys. Uh, but like, it's, it's just unique. Yeah, it's when I first listened to it, I was a little like, why are they playing guitars while they're why talking? Why are they making up songs? What's going on? <laughs> uh, but you get past that really quick, and, and these guys are just uh, very enthusiastic for God uh, and very knowledgeable, and it's a genuine pleasure to hear them kind of go through the things that they're talking about. I have really enjoyed that one, and if you like our format where we're kind of bantery and goofballs, yeah, uh, they're that only uh, smarter. Yeah, much so. smarter. <laughs> and they play music, which is fun, yes, too, on the fly, great. on it's the great. fly. Uh, anyways, as always, thank you. Oh, thank you so much for listening to the Nerd Gospel Podcast. I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. Stay nerdy. Impressive. Now release your anger. You must have sense that you're in danger. Oh, I just lays off my hands. Get some parents if that you understand. Obi-Wan would never bother.